0: JD talking Sports, Wednesday, February 22nd, 2017. It's almost like I forgot the date, but it came back to me. It's been a long day, but I decided that JD Talkin' Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes. Love to hear from you. Isaac, I got a lot to talk to, a lot of stuff to talk to, talk about today. Okay, now... I was going to talk about the Huskies. We're playing Yukon Husky women. Going for 102 wins tonight. Playing number 23, Temple. First time Temple's been ranked since 2005, 2006. So I was pretty excited to talk about them. Actually, beyond excited. Very, very excited to talk about them. Because Kia Nurse was out tonight. And Kia Nurse is their best defensive guard. Also leads them in three-point shooting over 42%. Also in free throw shooting, 86%, 13 points a game. Best defender. They were playing today the best backcourt in the American Athletic Conference in Fayanda Fitzgerald, Denise Fountain, and Aliyah Butts. The three of them combined for over 46 points a game. Now, UConn <laughs> last game got actually outscored in the second half. By Tulane. They only won 63 60. Kia Nurse did not play that game. Her first game she has missed all season. Well, it was 23 11 after one. I think 41. Well, it was 41 19 when I checked. You know, when I read the scores for UConn by quarter, okay, 23 11 after one. Yeah, 41 19 after two. And I'm sorry, in the second half, they only outscored him by 23. Every quarter, they outscored him. Now, these three, Fitzgerald, Fountain, and Butts, scored 34 of the 45 points for Temple. UConn bench only had seven points, but Nafisa Collier had 31, 13 rebounds. Kitty Lou Samuelson had 19, seven assists. Sanaya Chong did not shoot well, but she had 11.6 rebounds, three assists. Crystal Dangerfield, the freshman from Tennessee, seven points, five assists, and Gabby Williams, 15.7 rebounds, two assists. UConn improved to 27 and 0, 14 and 0 in the conference. Temple fell to 21 and 6, 11 and 3. They had been on a five-game win streak. As I said, first time in the poll since 2005, 2006. UConn hosts Memphis on Saturday and then ends the season in South Florida. Then the conference tournament is at the Mohegan Sun, and they will host the first two rounds. It could end up that they will not leave the state of Connecticut until the Final Four. But I I had so much to talk about tonight. And then they just never cease to amaze me. 102 wins in a row. 102 wins in a row. Listen to to this. 102 wins in a row. Temple was the 10th ranked team they beat in this season. During the 102-game winning streak, they have beaten 29 ranked opponents. UConn is 240 and 61 all time. 240 wins, sixty 240 wins, sixty-one losses all time versus ranked opposition. Amazing, 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 unbelievable. Now, tonight, Kansas ties UCLA record of 13 straight conference titles. They beat TCU tonight, 87-68, to clinch the Big 12. Syracuse tonight, banked in a three-pointer at the buzzer. They beat beat Duke at home, 78-75. I always loving that. John Gillen, deep three at the buzzer. How about that? Wow. I mean, I'm just like, damn. Now, number, is it? Yeah, number eight UNC is hosting number seven Louisville as we speak. But I thought this was interesting. ACC this year, very strong conference, very strong. There's a chance that the ACC this year could break the record of the Big East. Big East sent 11 of its 16 teams to the 2011 20 that UConn ended up winning. ACC has 15 members. And they should become the first conference other than the Big East to send seven teams to the tournament. Also, the Big 12 should send seven of their ten teams to make the tournament. When you think about it, that's a little more impressive than the ten of 15 that can make it from the ACC. I don't, I mean, they have a good shot to, I mean, you send you send seven to ten teams from your conference to a tournament. I know they're saying, oh, you know, conferences, the big conference, the power five, you know, that the, the little schools don't get a shot. But listen, from top to bottom, ACC is pretty good. But they're even saying that the Big 12 is ranked higher right now than the ACC. It doesn't mean crap. When they get to the tournament, let's see what happens. But Syracuse, I didn't even think it was going to make the tournament, and then they make a, might make a late rush to make the tournament, which would be sweet because I when every time Duke... It's like, it's like Hanukkah came early. You know, being Jewish, I should say Hanukkah, right? I should say Hanukkah. Now, I was trying to see. Syracuse's record... Is now nine and seven in conference, seventeen and twelve overall. They might make it. You know that's the, you know they're over five hundred in the ACC tough conference. You have in the conference right now 9. 9 of the fifteen are over five hundred. How about that? And one, two, three, four, five, five have over twenty wins. Miami has nineteen; they'll probably get there. Virginia Tech has nineteen. UVA is eighteen. Hey, I love seeing basketball like this. Now, I did talk that I predicted the Knicks. Ryan, for this is for, this is for Ryan, that the Knicks had to go nineteen and six to meet my projection of them going forty-two and forty. Now, listen to this. They have 25 games left. 14 of the games are against below 500 teams, and the overall one-loss percentage of the 25 games left is 472, the lowest of the six teams fighting for playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. Now The problem is 13 of the 25 are on the road, and the Knicks are 9-19 on the road. Now, I'm going to go through some other teams, but it really doesn't mean shit if the Knicks don't take care of their own business. Now, the Knicks also have two games left versus the Nets. The Bucks are in ninth place. They have 27 games left. The teams they play against the rest of the way have a 507 winning percentage. They have the toughest schedule of the remaining teams fighting for the playoff spots. Then you have... This is in no specific order. I apologize for that. Okay, let's go with the... 11th place, Charlotte Hornets. The are 26 games left. Their opponents have a 486 winning percentage. Only 11 above 500. That doesn't bode well for the... Knicks. Then you have the Heat, which are 10th. They have the next toughest behind the Bucks. The, re- the remaining teams have a 5-2 winning percentage, but 12 of the 25 games, only 12 of the 25 are against teams with a winning record, and 14 games are at home. The Bulls are 7th. They have 25 games left. Their opponents have a 495 win percentage, 14 are sub-500 teams, and they play the Nets twice. Then you have the Pistons, remaining 476 win percentage, That's their winning percentage, 476, which is just above the Knicks. Only 10 of the 25 teams they play against have above 500 records. Knicks have a shot. They have a shot. But they're 9-19 on the road. Doesn't bode well. And the Pistons are listening to trade offers for Andre Drummond and... Cantavius Caldwell Pope. Here's a team fighting for a playoff spot, and they're getting rid of. Maybe they know something I don't know. Well, I'm not coaching the team, and the Bulls, Knicks, and Cavs have expressed interest in the Rockets' Patrick Beverly. Forty-four games this year as a defensive specialist. Nine point six points, five point six rebounds, four point four assists, and he plays. He plays nasty, and we like that. I like guys that play with a little bit of a nasty streak. I do. And then there were the then there were your your Brooklyn Nets. Now the Nets traded Bojan Bogdanovich to the Wizards. The Nets will send Bogdanovich and Chris McCullough to the Wizards in exchange for Andrew Nicholson, Marcus Thornton, and a twenty seventeen lottery protected first round pick. It's going to work out now the Nets have two first round draft picks in the the mid 20s now last year they traded Thaddeus Thaddeus Young and they got Karis Levert the Wizards needed some depth the Nets needed draft picks now this is the thing McCullough well first of all Bogdanovich was averaging over 14 almost four rebounds almost two assists in 55 games and then McCullough was the Nets' first-round pick in 2015, but he's been playing more D-League than with Brooklyn, but he did make the D-League All-Star team. He's 22, power forward. He appeared in 38 games for Brooklyn in his first two NBA, NBA seasons, 14 this season, averaging about four points, 2.2 rebounds. Had had, had some injury issues, but he was, hey, he made the D-League All-Star team. Could back could come back to haunt the Nets, but I don't know. They want to get some draft picks. I, I guess they didn't see long-term from now. Nicholson... From the Wizards, who the Nets got first year with the Wizards, spent first four years with the Magic, 27-year-old power forward, has appeared in 28 games this season, averaged 2.5 points a game. And Marcus Thornton is going to be waived by the Nets. That's what I read. He's played for seven teams in eight seasons, including 26 games with the Nets in 2013-2014. The 29-year-old shooting guard is averaging almost 12 points, three rebounds and 1.4 assists. They're going to cut him loose. They got the draft picks. Now they have, they're going to lose the high pick, which could be the number one pick in the draft to the Celtics, but they will get the Celtics pick, which depending on the season, but they now have two first round draft picks. Hey, which is better? They want to keep getting younger. I don't think that's a bad move, right? No. Not bad. Two picks in the 20s. Sean Marks trying to do do some things. Now, I did talk about Candace Wiggins last night. She has a new book coming out. It's going to be called the WNBA Diaries based on journals she kept as a player. Now, she talked about that the league was 98% lesbian, but then she said, that she, said she meant that she felt she was part of the 2% against the 98%. And I say that doesn't make it any better, Miss Wiggins. I really don't. Now, there's 10 teams in the league, 120 players annually. At least 12, 12 current and former players have come out publicly as gay. That does not equal 98%. And Wiggins said that the culture in the WNBA encouraged women to look and act like men in the National Basketball Association. She also said she aspires to play on the pro beach volleyball tour and go to the Olympics. And she also said, when she said about the 2% against the 98%, she said it wasn't just the players. It was the coaches. It was the leaders. Let's burn all those bridges. And she didn't think, she doesn't think after saying all this, that the league is any more damaged than it already was. And current comments are merely the first layer of what she has to say because she needs to sell some books. And she, she said, I wouldn't take anything back. Not really in a position of taking things back right now. I'm going forward. She said, you know, I know it sounds heartless, but I don't care. I'm responsible for my words. I'm not responsible for how people perceive them. Sometimes you need to shut the fuck up, and keep your thoughts. And then now I'm gonna have to. I need a book to say everything. What I said, you know what? I sometimes feel maybe, maybe. Not everybody has to write a goddamn book. Maybe not. We don't need a tell-all book. And I know I read them sometimes. I know. I know I do. But you know what? This is a woman whose father died from the from AIDS. And she's on AIDS panels, and I would think she'd have a little more compassion. Not to, I now her father. I I her father had drug problems, and that's where they think he might have contacted it. But I think a little more compassion. Something just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just smells fishy. It just it smells real fishy, and it really bothered me. And I I I I, I talked today to some people about it because I, I wanted I said what do you think about the last thing she says I'm responsible for my words I'm not responsible for how people perceive them but it's almost like I'm going to say it and I don't care what anybody thinks oh and that, well that's how you took it and also that what I wrote isn't is just the tip of the iceberg I have much more stuff to talk about and I'm like I, I'm just I'm just stunned and and some players reacted to this saying they had looked up to her and you know it, it hurt them they didn't feel that they were bullied or anything like that and yeah i i i'm kind of stunned i'm kind of stunned in this day and age i think we're I, I every time i think we're evolving i feel like we take 10 steps back and that's what i wanted to say in that front that just really pissed me off hey darron i'm mean, a little nba news darron williams Jazz are interested in bringing him back. And I'm like, from the Mavs, I'm like, why? Well, 40 games, 13 points, 2.5 rebounds, 6.8 assists. I love what he did with the Nets. Really brought them to the next level. Always overweight, he looked to me. Always looked heavy. Took the money and ran. Ridiculous. And the Rockets expressed interest in Cavs. Iman Schumpert, Schumpert, but reluctant to part with Patrick Beverly. And hey, other teams are interested in him. DeMarcus Cousins says, I'm here to win. Good for him. And the Pacers are testing the trade market for Paul George, who's considering signing with the Lakers in 2018. And Lakers are actually trying to acquire George right now from the Pacers. We shall see. Magic is going crazy. And Chris Paul, Chris Paul medically cleared and could have returned tomorrow night at Golden State. Doc Rivers said last play January 16th. And this is a good, this is good. This is good for the Nets. I'm sorry, for the Mets. David Wright, well, back not expected to play third base until mid-March. That's not great. But it, we're on the move. Well, mid-March. Terry Collins said he's making strides. Let's take it one day at a time. One day at a time. One day, a, You know, And I, I talked to uh, my old doctor, I was training one of my clients. I said, what do you think about the Mets? He goes, I'm optimistic. He goes, I said, 100 wins? He goes, it could happen. I said, if that pitching staff... Stays healthy, healthy, and he got Stephen Mats taking pictures of him catching a shark. I really don't think I want my picture being around a shark. Comes, bites his hand off. That's you know his his hands are everything. Hey, you know they need a day off. I, I, that's not what I'd be doing with my. I, I would be very protective of my hands, very protective. And Major League Com- Commissioner Rob Manfred said he can impose new rules in 2018, even without the union's agreement. Also, he said home runs are up 32%, K's are up 67% since 1980, with balls in play at a record low. He's going to continue to push for a pitch clock, limits on visits to the mound. I agree with that. Raising of strike zone because he, he feels it will force pitchers to throw more hittable strikes. But he did say runners on second only are going to apply right now to the rookie level Gulf Coast and Arizona League, which that's just the dumbest thing ever. I, I just think the one or second in extra innings. I think, why just put him at third? You know, what, why don't we just flip a coin, and whoever wins the coin wins the game. No. Now, Darrell Rivas, on open market, they're saying he could get $7 million, well, in a short contract, $7 million a year. And how much the mighty have fallen. 2015, 46.5% completion percentage against him when he was covering a wide receiver. Last year, it went up to 66.7. Now, 2015, he was third in pro football focus rankings. Last year, 64th. Now, Rod Woodson and Charles Woodson, no relations, made the move to safety later in the career. Is Revis motivated enough to do the same? We shall see. I was going to talk a little bit more about the Jets, but you know what? We still have March 9th is free agency. I feel like I'm just teasing. I feel like I feel like I have to pace myself with this stuff. I just have to pace myself a little bit. And NFL Combine, Michigan is having the most invites, 14. It's great. Bama, LSU are next with 10. And there could be more than 10 Wolverines drafted this year. Last year, three drafted, none higher than the third round. They have a couple Peppers from New Jersey. Could be one of the first-round picks. I know that this was funny. Ross Dellinger of The Advocate said... Ed Orgeron was just presented with a key to the local jail, just in case the sheriff says an LSU player, you know, finds his way into the jail. I thought that was that's you know that's kind of it's kind of racist. And when I first read it, it seemed kind of funny. And now it sounds kind of disgusting. Well, what am I going to do? Ole Miss football team self imposes bowl ban for for this upcoming season after being charged with a lack of institutional control by the NCAA. I love that. Lack of institutional control. It just sounds so, it sounds like, you know, I need to spank you. You've been a bad boy. Eight new violations, school to four foot, annual SEC postseason money, 7.8 million. I'll take 10% of that. I'll take 1% of that. I'll take any of that. I'll take 20 bucks right now. NCAA alleges recruit was paid between 13000 and 15600 by old Miss boosters and ended up signing elsewhere. Of course they do. Of course they do. Why not? And I like this. George St. Pierre is returning, he said, to destroy Conor McGregor. No warm-up fights. I'm coming back. Michael Bisping, Conor McGregor, kick your asses, get out of here. And 35 years old, but hey, 12-game win, 12, 12, 12, 12-match 12 win streak. I love saying 12-game win streak. Hey, I would love to see. You know what? You always want to see the cocky guys get knocked down. Except Tyson. I'll tell you what, Tyson lost. It really bothered me. That Buster Douglas fight will stay with me for the rest of my life. That was pretty amazing. Pretty freaking amazing. Now, this is interesting. Budapest will withdraw a bid to host 2024 Summer Games, leaving only L.A. and Paris in the race. L.A. 40 years after the last Olympics. Okay. I want New York City to get it. I really do. I found this interesting. Danica Patrick says she's had at least 12 concussions, would retire if, doc, if the doctor told her she was at risk. Damn, 12 concussions, man. And I read a great book. I'm reading a book on Steve Young. He goes a little too, he's very Mormon, very Mormon. A little, 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 little too much uh, religious talk for my, for my taste, but the book is very interesting. When he was in college, there was a girl in his home t- group in Greenwich, Connecticut, And he drove back cross country, and he he drove part of the way, and then he got tired. And they were driving, and he saw the girl passed out at the wheel. The car flipped over a couple times. He had no seatbelt on, and got away without a scratch, without a scratch. And the girl was killed. And you know he was eighth string when he first got to BYU. And he is he is a major major anxiety issues. Like he didn't even like leaving home. It was hard for him to go places. He got the he first went to the USFL, played with the LA Express, and he was the first player ever to have three hundred yards passing and one hundred yards rushing in a game. But when he was drafted by the Express, they made uh, they had a supplemental draft where his the first he went as the first pick of the draft to the Buccaneers. So when the LA Express went under after second year. He went to Tampa Bay. He didn't even play at the beginning of the year. They were one in ten, and in the, yeah, game eleven they played in, in the eighty five season. They played the Jets, and they lost sixty two twenty eight. Worst loss in Bucks history. Sixty two points. I was like, I don't even remember that game. And a very interesting book. I, you know what? I, he he really he played a wishbone in high school, so he really couldn't throw a ball, and he did. He came in between. He backed up McMahon for two years. And over a summer, they wanted to switch him to DB. He spent the whole summer throwing 10,000 balls. He said, Arm was killing him. And Ted Tallner, who ended up being the coach of USC, was there for a year. And they were going to search him back. And Tallner saw him throwing balls. And he called Lavelle Edwards, who was the coach at the time. and was like, you know, uh, I think you need to watch him throw some balls. So they did a drill. And he, was, he goes, yeah, I think we'll keep him a quarterback. And he ends up going from AC, eighth, the 8th string quarterback to second. And he was the great, great, I don't know, whatever, four or five times removed, great, 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 great grandson of Brigham Young, the founder. And Mormon, abstinent, no sex. He didn't have sex. I think he didn't get married to his mid to late 30s. How about that? Didn't He said he dated girls. And I want to know, well, what do you mean he dated girls? He said he had girlfriends. I guess it was like a companion. I mean, I don't think, I think no premarital sex means no fooling around. That's what I think. And that's cool and all. I mean, I never was a fan. I thought he always had all the talent. He won one Super Bowl. I thought, I mean, I thought he was a a good player, but I thought when it it was crunch time for the big games, he mostly choked. I mean, he had that one good season. He did throw, what, six, six touchdown passes. They beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl. I remember watching that game. He had a phenomenal Super Bowl. And he got the monkey off his back. But that was it. And then he got knocked out and he was done. And it was interesting because on the play he got knocked out the running back who was supposed to pick up the blitz was Lawrence Phillips, who got cut shortly after that. After that and that was the end of Steve Young's career. But, I mean, what a nice guy. I mean, a nice guy. Never rooted for him because I, was, I always couldn't stay, I still can't stand San Francisco. Never root for San Francisco. The catch still haunts me to this day. But it's, it's a good read. If you get a chance to read it, I highly recommend it. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's good stuff. I just realized I did not have my trivia question. So let me get my trivia question. Trivia question for the night. But that Candace Wigan things really pisses me off. I think she could have handled it better. I really do. I really do. A lot better. All right. Last night's trivia question. How many times have Duke and UNC met in the postseason? And where and when did it happen? They have met only once. The 1971 NIT UNC won in the semifinals 73-67 over Duke. They have met once in postseason play. I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, tonight's trivia question. What nation has appeared in all 20 World Cups? What nation has appeared in all 20 World Cups? Folks, thank you. Have a good night. I will talk to you soon. Peace out.